0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. How important it is for you to worship the Lord in the house. Amen. When you come in with your worship and your faith and your expectation... Amen. I know we all don't come in every every time, you know, 100%. Sometimes there's something going on. We don't feel good or whatever. Amen. But we come in here and just do our best to just focus on Him. I'm telling you, that's what sets the atmosphere. It's not just what's happening up here. It's the whole group making the atmosphere. And so thank you and thank God. Lord, just get me to this place get me to this place amen if I got to drag myself to this place just get me here with these wonderful people I just want to get a hold of you Lord no place like your house God no place praise God praise the Lord so good to see every smiling face here today Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Second Chronicles, Chapter Seven. Second Chronicles, Chapter Number Seven. Amen. And verse number twelve. Second Chronicles 7, verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears a unto the prayer that is made in this place for now have i chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever And mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your word, Lord. Help me to preach it today, God. We thank you for your house, God. And Lord, uh, God, let your glory be manifest in your house. It's your house. Amen. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say... Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, the glory of his house, the glory of his house. Amen. When David was king, he was the second king after Saul. When David was king, amen. He and Nathan was the prophet. There was one day that he just felt overwhelming about something, and he came to Nathan the prophet and said, Nathan, he said, I live in a big, really nice house made of cedar, but the ark of the covenant and basically the presence of God and all those things, they still live in it, they still abide in a tent. I want to build God a house. Amen. And Nathan went to prayer. And uh, God told him to go tell David. He said, no, you know, David, he said, you are a man after mine own heart. And you've done great things. But you also are a man of war. And you've, you've done, done many battles. And, and so I don't want you to build a house. But I will let you get all the building materials together. And start preparing, amen, for this house to be built. But I'm going to let your son that takes a throne after you when you pass away, I'm going to let him build this house amen amen and so when Solomon became king amen he desired to fulfill the dream of his father David and build the house of the Lord it took seven years to build that house even with all of the thousands of people that were helping and all the materials that had already been stockpiled by David seven years and when it was complete they started bringing all the items from the old tabernacle, the old tent that used to be in the, in the wilderness, you know, that God started with. Amen, all those, the, the Ark of the Covenant, and the altar of incense, and the table of showbread, amen, and, the, and the, the, the 7 branch candlestick, and all the other utensils and things and stuff that went with it, they started loading it up where it needed to be, in the proper place in this new temple. And the Bible said in 2 Chronicles 5, verse 7, and the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place to the oracle of the house, into the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard and praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Amen. Praise God. It would take... Over, when it was all said and done after seven years, it would take over one billion dollars of today's money to duplicate exactly that house in today's time. Amen. And, but I'm going to tell you something. However, that, that spectacular, that sensational, that stupendous, that stunning and awesome and amazing, astounding, Fabulous, marvelous, wonderful new temple was nothing until they put the old Ark of the Covenant inside. Because that was a representative of the presence of God. Because it wasn't until they put the old Ark inside. Amen. And when the music was playing that a cloud came in and the priest couldn't even minister anymore. It was too powerful. Amen. God was putting his stamp of approval Amen. Moving in, so to speak, into this new house. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It doesn't matter how. I'm glad we have a nice house of worship. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we have a nice house of God. And I thank God for all of your giving and sacrifice to allow us to continue to build up the temple and make it nice. Praise God. But it doesn't matter how nice a house of worship is if the presence of God is not moved in and taken up and put the stamp of approval. And we have favor. Amen. If we don't have favor and the presence of God, it doesn't matter how nice. It's not about enticing words of man's wisdom. It's about the demonstration of the Spirit of God and power. It's about us coming in one way and leaving better than we came in every time we come into the house of God. We should have that demonstration of the Spirit of God and power every time we gather together. Amen. We don't know how long we have left. Jesus is coming back. We need to make every service count, and I believe we do. I believe we got a great group of people here, and I believe we do have our high on the prize. I'm just reminding you, let's keep going. Let's keep reaching. Let's keep, uh, amen, this house in its proper place in our lives. There's no place on earth like the house of God. Praise God. Amen. Chapter 6 of Chronicles. Uh, said record solomon 's prayer once once they, they he started he once they dedicated and brought the all the stuff in and the power of God came in, then Solomon prayed a prayer over the completed house of God. And in his prayer, he requested of the Lord some very powerful things concerning this house and what it would be in the future of the people of God. Amen. He prayed that the eyes of the Lord would be open upon this house. And when I say this house... I'm, not, I'm kind of using double memory. I mean, double meaning. I'm not, I'm not only referring to the house that he was praying over, but I'm also referring to this house. Hey, just think of this house also. Amen. That the eyes of the Lord would always be open under this house. Amen. Day and night, praise the Lord. Amen. When we're not here, God's keeping this house. When we're not here, God's keeping this house. Oh, we try to watch it. We got our lights and we pray God, but you know God keeps us out. Amen. The Bible said, he who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. We have to sleep. We have to shut down every day. Amen. But God doesn't. He's watching over this place. He prayed that God would put his name there. And I thank God that the name of Jesus is on this house. Praise the Lord. He prayed that God would answer the prayers. That his people will pray from within the house. And also forgive the people that come to the house. I'm telling you, the significance of the house of God in our lives. It can't be overstated. I'm trying to overstate it the best I can, but it can't. Amen. even prayed that when the stranger comes. Back then the word stranger meant foreigner. When someone that wasn't a Jew would even go and approach. And if they would go into that house, that new temple. Amen. And that they would pray inside that place. That even the prayer of a stranger would be heard on high and answered. I thank God for that. Amen. Because all the non Jewish people, which are Gentiles, that's pretty much everybody in this place. Praise God. We are the strangers, so to speak. And God hears our prayers in this house. I thank God. Amen. That means even if the first time guest walks in this place and we don't even know him from Adam's cousin amen but they walk in this place and they say oh god i don't even know you very much i don't know these people something drew me into this place amen and i pray answer this prayer that he would hear that prayer Hallelujah. well you're not part of the group you're not part of the club yet you know you don't have you haven't put your memberships uh, you know you know request in and you know paid your fees and stuff or whatever no that's not here amen no fees. Amen. Join the kingdom of God. Shake the preacher's hand <laughs> like a pump handle. And then you, you, you're in. Oh, no. We've got to be born into this kingdom. We know that. We talked about what a believer is just a little bit ago. Amen. We've got to be born into this church. You don't join the church. You're born into it, folks. Amen. You know, really deep down. Amen. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, when Solomon finished his prayer, verse number 1, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. God was letting them know, hey, I I like this place. And he consumed all those burnt offerings and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. That's why I'm talking about the glory of his house. Amen. The glory of the Lord filled the house and the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord of the house upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying for he is good and for his mercy endures forever. Amen. There is an awe in this place. Praise God. Amen. It's because you brought the Lord with you. Amen. I realize that, that that God is dwelling inside of us and we, our heart's really his temple now, but there is a place that we gather together, amen, that is set apart and dedicated to his f- furtherance of his kingdom and, and his mission and that's this house for us right now, amen. But I believe, amen, that if we keep going the way we're going, we're not going to fit in this place a whole lot longer, amen. We're going to have to get another house, a bigger house. Amen. And then that house will be the house, amen, that we want the cloud to come in. And we want the name to be on. And we want the prayers to be answered. And we want the sins to be forgiven. And we want the bodies to be healed. And we want the minds to be healed. And we want the hearts to be mended. Praise God. Wherever we get together, that's his house. That's holy ground. And it's special to him and it's got to be special to us. Hallelujah. Our text passage is God's response to Solomon's prayer, his answer. He told Solomon, I've heard your prayer. I've chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. He went on to say, if droughts come, and if locusts come, and devour the land, or if pestilence comes among my people, the people should do certain things in order for these events and situations to stop. Amen. And for God to move in the situations. The very next verse is sandwiched into God's response to Solomon's prayer. And it's a verse that we usually talk about just by itself, standing alone. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will, will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Usually that verse is preached by itself. I've preached it by itself many times. I've used it for God's principle of if and then. Sowing and reaping. You won't reap until you sow. Amen. A lot of times you won't get the then until you do the if. Amen. Some promises of God are conditional. They wait for God for you to do your part. And then God does His part. Amen. That's what we preach at. That's generally what we preach on that verse. But that verse... In context, and I just saw it like I've never seen it before this, this, this week. That verse is in the context of the answer of the prayer for the house of God. Amen. You know, the subject of chapters 5 and 6 is the new temple Solomon built. All the verses in chapter 7 leading up to verse 14 and following verse 14 have to do with the temple of God that was just built and dedicated. And that God put his stamp of approval and moved in. That means we need to read and understand verse 14 in the context of the temple or the house of God. Amen. It's true, folks. We can humble ourselves anywhere out there amen. We can pray anywhere, and that's good. We need to. We can seek His face anywhere. I'm not saying we should only do certain things here and never anywhere else. Amen. We can also be true that we can turn from our wicked ways anywhere. We don't have to just wait till we come inside of here to do it. But God is trying to, I believe, tell us in this passage that if we will do these things in His house, amen, we will have even greater results. There's something about it. Praise God. He said, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive your sin and will heal their land. Because listen, what the next two verses say, after if and then, the next two verses let me know that this is still talking about the temple, still talking about what we do inside here. Amen. When we're in here, praise God. That's why we got to get in here, folks. So many things try to keep us out of here. I know. I've been around the the block, you know, 50 million times myself. I know. That block's a long block sometimes. Been with the Lord for a long time or whatever, and I know there's forces, there's things keeping us from this place. Because they know. There's things that know that if we don't come here, amen, then we're not going to get what God wants us to have. Amen. Now, let me you, I'm not trying to make people feel bad. I'm just trying to show you the glory of his house. And, amen, I know we go on vacation, you know, and we got to get away. And I know we're too sick to come. And if you're too sick to come, you shouldn't come because we don't want to get your sickness. As much as I love you and I'd love to pray for you, I don't want you, you know, snotting and sneezing in my face when I'm putting my hand on your head. Woo! Okay, somebody pray for me because I feel it coming on. Amen. Just like people go to work. Well, yeah, I'm a diehard. to go to work. And then you're in this little bitty cubicle where there's no air moving around. it's like, shoo, shoo. And it's like, you see the, you know, the little spores flying around or whatever. <laughs> I know there's times when we can't come for whatever, you know, or. We, you know, we, we got, you know, called into overtime or emergency shift or whatever like that. Amen. But, you know, God knows our heart. Let's be here when we can be here. Amen. When the doors are open because there's something that comes in here that we can't get. Let me tell you something. I love my house, but I can't get in my house as much as I love it what I get in here when all you are here with me. Amen. I love going over there or going to the park or going to the beach or going to that. But I can't get, amen, the power. In the direction, amen, and the encouragement and the fellowship over there that I get when I meet with the church and the house of God with the people of God. Thank Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The glory of his house. Lord, show us the glory of your house. Thank you, Jesus. So those next two verses, it's just a continuation. It's not that, and I know sometimes when we read the Bible, there is sometimes a verse is just stuck in there and it doesn't seem to make sense or whatever. And sometimes there's exceptions, but this verse is right along with what he's talking about. And the next two verses, it says, now my, after the if and then, now mine eyes shall be open. God talking and my ears attent unto the prayer that's made in this place. For now I've chosen and sanctified this house. That my name may be there forever. And my eyes, and I love this second part, and my heart shall be there perpetually. Amen. Perpetually. His his eye is going to be open to what goes on in his house. His ear is going to be turned to the prayers that come from you and me in this house. He's chosen to sanctify and set apart this house to show forth his greatness and his glory amongst us. That means that sometimes He wants the cloud to come in here. Some, that's called the, what they call the Shekinah glory of God. Amen. And some people have even witnessed and testified that they've actually seen the cloud. Because the cloud sometimes is so thick, even though God's invisible, that it can visibly be seen hovering over the crowd. You say, well, what if, a, what if the cloud comes in here? I'm not running out the door. I'm not scared at all. Bring it in. Send down the rain, Lord. Send, we need the rain. You know, This California has the drought, Lord. Because we, we, we need him to rain on us. We need him to saturate us. <laughs> Amen. Pour his spirit out. If I see a cloud, I'm going to be like... Oh. It's going to blow our minds. It's only going to give us more faith. Amen. He put his name here. And finally, he put his heart in this place perpetually. That word perpetually means constantly or at all times. Constantly or at all times. His heart, his name, and his his eyes are on this place. I thank God for that. That's why it's a sanctuary. That's why it's an oasis in the middle of a desert. That's why it's a haven of rest. That's why it's a refuge. Amen. That's why it's like a rest stop on life's crazy highways. Like, i got to pull this RV over sometime because these people are driving me nuts. Lord, I need some rest. Amen. Amen. So I'm trying to stress to you the importance of the house of God in our lives. It's not an optional thing, folks, to be in his house. It is part of our well-being spiritually. It's part of our health in spiritual terms. It's part of our fulfillment and purpose and victory. Praise God. It's not a place we come to if we feel up to it. It's vital, a lifeline for every child of God. We cannot have a successful, prosperous, overcoming, and victorious life unless his house is the center. Amen. As far as the places, I know Jesus trumps the house. Amen. I know this house is just building materials, but we've set it apart. Hallelujah. And what takes place in here, amen, is, is hallowed by God. And his presence is here. That's what we're after. We're after him. Not the house, but him. Amen. Him to come. He's what makes the house. Praise God. He's what makes the house. Praise God. Ecclesiastes five one. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. When somebody comes to this house, Amen. We got to be coming here to mean business. Praise God. We got to come here to get what we need. Hallelujah. People that come, Amen. To to be foolish instead. I don't think I'm not. I'm talking about church X Y Z and some other planet amen, not this church, but you know, sometimes people come in and they're coming in for different motives and different reasons, amen, and they don't even realize, amen, that they're doing evil, praise God, but they need to come and be hearers, amen, and come and be receivers, praise God, and also come and be givers, praise God, Psalms 84 verse 10, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand outside of your courts, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness, amen, I'd rather just hold the door open for you, amen, I'd rather just let me be an usher. Let me be anything. Let me be, let me be the janitor in the house of God. Whether than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Amen. Psalms 27.4 One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire at His temple. There's nothing like this house, folks. Amen. Psalms 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, praise God. Paul told Timothy, amen, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Amen. Praise God. Did you know there's a way to behave in here? And we're not talking about our kids. You know, our kids, we look down the, 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 the row at him. Better behave at church. <laughs> right? My wife said she's the baby of eight kids. They had, they had them all eight lined up on the pew. I don't know how long that pew was. It must have been one of the big center section pews in a bigger church or I don't know what. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> her mom and dad and, you know, all the like ducklings, you know, in a row. And she said, you didn't mess around in church, you know. It was a way to behave. And uh, her, her dad, bless he was a wonderful man, and he was a man of few words. He just had the look, though, you know. And he would just look down there like that. And then she goes, they all, like, did a simultaneous eight-person eight gulp. Because <laughs> they knew they were getting it when they got home. It was going to be all, you know, everybody, the casual observer, and everything's going great on that row. It's, man, they're all just doing great, and they're all just like, you know, whatever, you know. And Brother and Sister Corey, he's just smiling like he always does. Praise the Lord. And then when they got home, yikes. This is a way to behave. But I'm talking about even to us adults, there's a way to behave in the house of God humbly and reverently and expectantly and in hall, This is God. Jesus is here. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, Jesus is here. Oh, you know what? Jesus is here. I'm not going to just... Hey, you want something? You need something? Jesus is here. You need healing? Jesus is here. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you say, see the day approaching. Amen. Let's not forsake this house. Let's thank God for this house. And we're exhorting one another. That means we're encouraging one another. you know, when I stay out there by myself and I don't come to his house like I should, amen, I I can start believing other stuff. I can start thinking up is down and down is up. And you know, I thought this was clear as a bell, but now it seems like a gray area, kind of foggy. And uh, you know, and I'm just kind of not, I got to come in here to be reminded of stuff. I got to come in here to be encouraged, amen. I got to come in here to feel his presence. Praise God, it's not just physically being here, but coming with that expectation and faith and hope, hunger and desire, and having ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Because God's always wanting to talk to us. Amen. Not just coming to get a blessing always. It's good to get a blessing, but to come to be a blessing. Amen. Coming to worship Him in spirit and truth. Coming to earnestly pray for God to move. Coming to fellowship with the family of God. Amen. I thank God for this church. I thank God because you are the church. Amen. Without you, we just got another building. And this building could be used for anything. Amen. But it's, we're using it to seek God. We're using it to pray. We're using it to thank him. We're using it to worship him. We're using it to, to play music and sing. We're using it to preach the word. We're using it, amen, to run devils out of town. We're using it to see souls saved and bodies healed. We're, we're using it to see answer, prayers answered and people have new direction in their life. Amen. Praise God. You know, I can read and we talked about stuff at home. and I can read and study my Bible at my house. But there's nothing like the anointed teaching and preaching of God's word. Amen. There's nothing like preaching. You know, you say, well, you know, I can, I can listen to preaching on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say they can, you can even pull it up on TV. Mm-hmm. Amen. You can. You can pop a, a, a CD in or a DVD and you can listen to preaching. It'll be good. Let me tell you something. There's nothing like being there. Now, I've heard powerful sermons where you can feel it coming through the radio. I mean, the speakers. You know, that's how powerful, you know, like, whoo. Now, well, can you imagine being there? Amen. You know, uh, for many years in January, I gone to this conference. It's Ministers and Wives Conference in, in uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. It's a large, one of our churches very large. And over about 3,000 ministers and wives go and they preach to preachers. Amen. And a lot of times when people, uh, sometimes the family can't go or whatever, so I'll, I'll send, bring back a CD or a DVD for them to, to listen to or view, and they're blessed when they do it. Uh, but I, mean, I tell them, I go, it's nothing. I go, I know you're blessed, but you weren't there. When you're there, there's something different. And I'll tell you something, when it comes to, amen, being a part of a church, there's nothing like hearing the word for a teaching and preaching from someone who knows your name and someone, amen, who cares about you and someone who prays for you, amen, Monday through Saturday, praise God, and not just Sunday, amen, and someone that is concerned about you, amen. There's nothing like hearing, amen, from a shepherd or a pastor, praise God. That's what we need, folks. In person, live and in person. Is this a holograph? Hologram? No, this is me. It's me. I'm not preaching over there and you're just getting a hologram of me because you're just the overflow crowd. And you didn't get to be in the main sanctuary. No, it's me. Amen. Romans 10, 17 said... Though so, then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. First Corinthians one eighteen: For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. First twenty one: For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God; it pleased God by the Foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. I'm looking at a bunch of believers, amen, that we, we, we need a steady diet of teaching and preaching because it's part of our salvation. We get saved by obeying the gospel. We stay saved, amen, by hearing some word, amen, and walking the walk and living for God. We need a steady diet of preaching and teaching, and we get it in this house. Or houses like this all over the place. This is not the only house, it's just one of them. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We really, I was telling some of this morning, we really are still. Uh, humbled and just head swimming about the, the uh, outpouring of appreciation that you gave us last week. Yes, amen. <coughs> and, excuse me, and all the cards and everything. It was just overwhelming, and we so appreciate it. Yes. But you know, God gave, yes, gives every congregation a pastor according to his heart to feed, to direct, to protect. Jeremiah 3.15 said, I will give you pastors, God said, according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. So more than anything else, we need to frequent his house because he's here in a concentrated way, in a powerful way, like no other place. Like I said, it's not like in our office or our school room, you know, classroom or, or at the store or at the park or anywhere else or at our, you know, you know, in our living room. or he, He's here in a special way. I'm not saying that God's not going to be in your house. I, 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 I encourage you to bring God home with you. Amen. I encourage you to pray in your house. And read the word in your house. And pray with one another in your house. And that you get, get God in your house. Amen. We don't want to keep him in the four four walls of this church. Because he fills heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. But I believe what happens here amen is a ripple effect that goes out to the rest of goes out to our jobs and out to our schools and out to our neighborhoods and out to our homes amen amen it's just just a beautiful thing praise god but i'm here to tell you amen that there's a healer in the house today let's stand let's all stand there's a deliverer in the house today there's one who sets people free in the house today there's a peace speaker in the house today you want peace in your life and your storms. Amen. There's a joy giver in the house today. And there's a jail breaker in the house. If you find yourself in some kind of a prison that you put yourself in. Or someone else. that You allow someone else to put you in. Amen. The Bible said he came to set the captives free. To heal the broken hearted. Amen. To give the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. The one that baptizes with the Holy Ghost is in the house today. Amen. Like I said, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Lord, have your way. Jesus is here. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is here. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.